Welcome into the Ziggy and Steel Show. I am your host, Ziggs. Week 13 is in the books. Trade deadline has passed. Playoffs are right around the corner, guys. So I know some people are struggling out there. Uh, some people are actually sitting pretty nice. But, you know, we're not really here for a normal uh, preview as we, or a review or a preview week. We are here just as we did after week six. Uh, we're going to have a nice little accountability check, part two. And uh, this time, we are talking to, um, you know, two of our more fortunate members of our fantasy football leagues, I guess you could say. Um, And really excited to get into, you know, what they uh, saw as successes and uh, just how they're getting into uh, getting ready for the playoffs here. So um, I do want to bring in, first of all, uh, say what's up, man. Uh, I will talk to Tommy P, who is part of, you know, Mr. Steele's league man? here. So, uh, Tommy, how you doing, man? Yeah, man. Doing all right. How you guys doing? Yeah, dude, hang, hanging in there, hanging in there. Uh, it's cold over here. I don't know how it is in D.C., but it's freezing out here. <laughs> Um, But before uh, we jump in, uh, I want to talk to you, actually, you know, before I even go there, Tommy, if you can give me one word to describe your fantasy team so far Uh, this year, what would it be? Um, One word, I would probably say concerning. Yeah, it's concerning. Didn't think I'd see... I didn't think I'd, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. get that into from I you could go into being where you are on that as we go but forward I, through this. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice, nice little, nice little teaser. I like it. I like it. I like it. And you know, also bringing in uh, in my own personal league, the League of Degenerates, with a troll named Robbie. It's the troll doing well. himself. Doing well. Thanks for having me on, Robbie Owens. How are you doing, sir? Dude, I'm glad you're not. Uh, I need some uh, non-trolling answers here, okay? You so got we're going to keep it no problem, real sir, serious sure. here during this pod. <laughs> <laughs> if, so I'll ask you the same question as Tommy. Uh, if you can describe one word. I would like to, to say one word. I mean, I just got to give it up. Eckler. He's just one word, man. It's, it's just, it's not, you know, he's a course, man. <laughs> Like he's really, boy, huh? you know, really won me a lot of games. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Austin Lugger has won you a lot of games. I'm sure he's won a lot of people out there a lot of games as well. So we will dive into both of your rosters. We're going to do a little bit of surgery, um, just kind of chat about, you know, what's gone well, you know, some of the moves that you've made over the season, uh, who's performed well, who has underperformed through 13 games and just ways that you're preparing your rosters for your respective playoff runs. So before we get into that, I will say uh, if you do like the Ziggy and Steel show, please go find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you stream your podcasts. That is um, Stitcher. I think is another one. There's one that I bashed on here a few weeks ago that still never let me live down. I'm pretty sure that we have been deleted off of that platform, but that is okay because without you guys, uh, we, well, I guess we'd still be doing this. We really don't care about you guys, honestly, but you know, we, you know, we, uh, we like to do it for fun and we're glad that uh, you guys are here to join. So if you, uh, if you do like us, even if you don't, you don't even have to listen, honestly, just hit the like and download and subscribe and it's just fine. That's all you have to do. It's really easy. So. Without further ado, I do want to start off um, with Mr. Tommy P here. Um, it looks like you are a, uh, you know, you're in a 10 team 12. here with Steel, um, and yeah. you are in third place at eight, 12 team. Oh, excuse me, 12 team league here. Third place, eight and five. You do, you like to see that for sure. So, talk to me about kind of your. Uh, just talk to me about your draft position, how, you know, what were your first three, four draft picks, 
you know, some of the late round sleeper picks that you were kind of um, high on. All right, so go ahead. Just give me a little we, overview. We also do keepers. And last year I had the most dominant team. Mm-hmm. I had Evans, DK, Henry. Uh, I had a set, Chris Carson. Like those, everybody on my team, like from starting was like at least the top 10 at their position. So I was like, okay, great. Who do I, who do I start with? You know, we get our keepers in before we know our draft position. So I was like, I'll go DK because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I, – I can't remember exactly why I didn't pick Henry, but I couldn't – like, I, I went with DK. I just, for whatever reason, talking it out, that seemed to be the more valuable keeper. Turns out I picked dead last, okay, number 12. And at that point, I was like, I should have kept Henry because – by the time 12 people pick, there were zero tier one running backs on the board. You know, I, so at that point I was like, all right, let's mm-hmm. just go receiver heavy. Um, so I, Evans was still up. So I, DK and Evans were a great tandem last year for me. Um, so I grabbed, I picked him up. And then I think the second one, I went with Kelsey. Now Kelsey might've been four because like DK was three or four. That which is why I kept him because you you know I was like all right I'll give up a fourth okay. or a third rounder for DK where that guy's you know one or a first or second rounder after last mm-hmm. year so I wound up Evans DK Kelsey and then I think my dumbass drafted um, who was it let me check my transactions real quick it was somebody who was going on IR or some shit like that and I was you know they were they were feeding me drinks so that's what happened. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear about your guys' draft parties. They're Cam pretty Akers. wild. Cam so Akers was the I, one I definitely understand that it. picked up and immediately regretted it. So I was starting off rough. And um, I don't, because I don't have my draft order. So Brady might have gone in there, but um, he's the guy who's basically been winning me my games mm-hmm. by putting up, you know, 40 points when everybody else is in single digits. But um, yeah, man. It... Yeah, I mean, with with Tom Brady, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. He, uh, you know, we talked about him a little bit going into the season. How they're playing not a first place schedule uh, in the, yeah, uh, you know, being runners up in the NFC South last year. Uh, they obviously brought everyone back from the Super Bowl, so you'd expect Tom Brady to, you know, kind of have a another good season I'm not sure why his draft position didn't rise more than where it was I think people are just kind of tired of drafting Tom Brady but you know for someone like you took took the risk on him and I don't even think it's a risk because you know outside of a couple bad yeah, games I think, I think a lot of season, it's also kind of just like you got so many young guys like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray who are you know the ones that everybody wants to talk about just because we've been talking about Tom Brady for what feels like the entire time we've been alive, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and it's, and it's almost just like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a Tom Brady stand just cause I'm a Michigan fan. So I'm, I'm always going to kind of troll when it comes to Tom Brady and just not even listen to facts and just say, yeah, he's the best person. He's the best <laughs> greatest player of all time, whatever. I don't care. So I think there's a lot of people who are like, we're tired of Tom Brady. He's old. Like, yeah, he's going to be good, but he's not going to be number one. He, we, we don't need Tom Brady. Because there's other quarterbacks out there. And, I mean, I don't think they're necessarily wrong, right? Because you can – like, quarterback is not as valuable as wide receiver or running back as far as, like, uh, ex- exclusivity and, you know, scarcity goes, right? Like, you can find somebody who's having a hot right. year who may not have been thought about at the beginning of the year. But you, when it comes to running backs, look, I, I know through experience this year I've been – just scrounging i couldn't find anybody so so yeah 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 the struggle is is real definitely running back i'm glad you brought it up because that was kind of the next thing i was going to go to looking at your roster um javante williams and rex burkhead are your two starters um man brutal uh i you know the the fact that you are eight and five in third place kind of just shows how the season's been kind of weird for everyone. There's there's a lot of teams kind of just hanging around the middle um, and not that many dominant teams in terms of, like, um, fantasy managers with dominant rosters, that is. And so I think that is 
you know, had a lot of parity across or caused a lot of parity across the across these leagues this year. Um, and yeah, I mean, looking at your roster, especially the running back position, is usually how you know teams uh, win or lose in fantasy. I mean, Javante Williams, you obviously took him, stashed him, and was waiting for, you know, this exact moment for him to kind of have the backfield to himself. Um, yeah, I mean, Kenyon Drake, I feel like it was a guy that you might have drafted. Is uh, any of I these running backs I drafted, honestly, at this point. Because, like, I, tr- I, like, I traded <laughs> – I traded – every trade I made, I lost. Because I, I think I had Chase Claypool. I traded him for Philip no. Lindsay and and somebody else. I can't remember exactly who to Dalton and Philip Lindsay wound up disappearing. Um, whoever else, you know. But then again, you know, Chase Claypool kind of he got hurt and he, he's been up and down for Dalton as well. So it was just kind of a wash on that. But I've been streaming. You know, I've just basically been looking at who's injured and who can I pick up who's going to get more touches? Cause that's basically the only way I can think to address the issue is like, where's the volume at and hope for the best. Yeah. Very, very, very true. Uh, who's someone kind of at the end of the draft that you, you know, really targeted a sleeper that you kind of were pretty high on, uh, going into the season, and maybe you didn't even draft him, but like someone that you were high on uh, in the double digit rounds, you thought you grabbed. I'm not really even sure. I mean, by that point, like I'm looking at defenses, and like the Bills' defense was open. Um, I might have even got them uh-huh. on waivers. Yeah, number two ranked defense on the season. So yeah, uh, and, definitely. Yeah, there, it was just points like, here. I think there was another Ravens running back um, who wound up getting hurt. I've grabbed – they've gone through a few different ones, but uh, not not bold. And, um, Boy, have they, man. Oh, Will I, Fuller. Everybody was, was – that's who I picked up late in the round who I was excited about. But Because, uh, you know, his suspension was ending relatively early uh, in the season and everybody was avoiding him. I was like, okay, you know, I mean, he's he's had good games in the past. He's, he's shown himself to be talented, um, got a new team. Like, we'll see how he does. But uh, he wound up – kind of just fizzling out. And then I think what he, he wound up going on injured reserve as soon as he came back. Yeah. I mean, you know, Will Fuller, that's his career right there. You know, four injury riddled seasons, one season on steroids and then another season hurt. So I I think that's kind of the narrative on Will Fuller. That's kind of who he is. He was only signed on a one-year deal with Miami, so I do not expect him to be back next year. Um, yeah, that it just hasn't worked out for Fuller in terms of someone that's going to try to bet on himself this year to stay healthy and, uh, you know, yeah. get the bag this offseason. I do want to ask uh, you about Pat Fryermuth. Uh, tied in for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he has been probably the best rookie tight end in this class. Uh, you know, sorry, Kyle Pitts, but Brian Muth has been a guy that has just been money for Ben Roethlisberger, who's not throwing the ball to Chase Claypool or, you know, only throwing it to really Deontay Johnson or checking it down to Najee Harris. Part of that check down for Ben is, uh, of course, the tight end and Brian Muth, who has definitely brought himself um warmed himself up to the Pittsburgh fans over the last few weeks. I don't know if you hear, like, after, uh, you know, back in the day when Heath Miller would catch uh, catch a pass, they'll, they'll do Heath. And now with uh, Pat Fryermuth, they're yelling Muth whenever he catches the ball. So um, he's definitely uh, warmed up, or been warmed up to and accepted by Steelers fans as that next tight end for the next few years. Um, so... Uh, talk to me about Frymuth, um and just, you know, what has he been for you? You know, him and Dawson Knox, I guess, have been some late-round tight ends that have really, yeah, really Frymuth, put up some points I for you. picked up on waivers on Knox's bye, and then we got injured. And, um, you know, he, he, was good, he was good for filling in, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I haven't been using him as a starter, but, you know, looking at his numbers and stuff, he's definitely had some big days. But I do think um, – <laughs> It's going to be interesting seeing how his future goes with, you know, 
Ben probably leaving. And, you know, I, I personally think, you know, there's a very low chance Mike Tomlin leaves, but, you know, I know people are talking about it and there's whispers that he might, you know, be looking to kind of start over with a fresh, fresh quarterback or something like that, because the way that the Steelers are kind of set up, it's definitely poised for kind of rebuilding with some of the, with uh, losing Ben and, and stuff like that. But, you know, Dawson Knox is the guy that I'm really, really high on probably if there was anybody who could be considered, you know, a sleeper, just because I think if with a couple more years of, uh, you know, maybe this offense getting a little bit better and gelling, you know, the guy, I think he could be, you know, a top, top five tight mm-hmm. end and be on maybe not necessarily immediately a George Kittle or a, or a Kelsey level. But I mean, if he starts getting those targets and starts getting those, those chances, he's shown that he could have those games. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to really be kind of keeping an eye on uh, moving forward. But it's going to be interesting for this year because I don't think they've got the best schedule for the late for the playoffs. But mm-hmm. let me take a look. Yeah, they don't. They got Carolina, New England coming up during the playoffs, so that's going to be kind of rough. But mm-hmm. um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, tight end position is always tough. I see you have CJ Uzoma uh, on your roster as well. I mean, he had. You know, a couple two touchdown games here, mm-hmm. but he's been super inconsistent. Um, and just you know, the tight end position as a whole has been really, really down. Um, you know, if you don't find those gems or you don't take a top guy, then you're yeah. really just in the middle here and trying to scrap every week to make sure you know yeah. the tight end doesn't goose you. I think that's really the main. That's really the main thing that we're all trying to avoid is a goose yeah, egg from the tight end position. Week, so, like you um, might as well just stream every every weekend because you, you know it's it's probably easier to play the defense than it is to try to pick out a consistent tight end. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely agree there. Is there any free agent moves that you've made? I know Pat Fryer we talked about, but any other ones that you want to point out that's really helped that's you? That's really helped. I would probably say, honestly, like, I won by 11, and um, Jake Elliott scored 11 last week, so st- streaming that kicker. There's, <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of kickers. I think people underrate the kickers. And then I got, you know, I've played kickers who – score more than my skill position guys a lot. But um, recently I think uh, Van Jefferson is looking like somebody who might kind of be a postseason hero if he can keep up these these numbers that he's been putting up against Green Bay and Jacksonville. Oh, fingers crossed. I'm right there with you, man. I need uh, Van Jefferson to really step up in a big way over these next few weeks. Right. Uh, anything else you want to touch on uh, with your roster before we move on to yeah. Robbie's? Um, I guess I don't know. I think the I think the, I would probably go with Mike. My biggest disappointment has probably been DK Metcalf. Honestly, like started the season so like, yeah. you know, pr- relatively consistent. Had one bad game against Tennessee, but otherwise, you know what you would expect: twelve, sixteen, twelve, then a big twenty-one against the Rams. Um, that first half of the season was relatively good, a couple duds, but after that bye week, nothing, like absolutely nothing. And every week it's, you know, oh, he's getting, he's getting comfortable with Wilson again, or he's getting comfortable with his new QB again, whatever, whoever's playing for the Seahawks this time. And we're just not seeing it. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, that I was, at the trade deadline, I was trying to move everybody. I was ready to – I looked. I was like, mathematically impossible to be last. Let me sell everybody for mm-hmm. draft picks. But nobody was biting because everybody had right. seen how TK was performing at the time. So I got screwed on that one. But, um, <laughs> we'll see how he goes. He's got a good schedule coming up, um, relatively relatively good matchups coming up. Not great, but a couple decent ones. Anybody who's got Chicago and Detroit, like, we should be okay <laughs> Yeah, uh, definitely agree with you. Um, and even, you know, I'm looking at the matchup for Houston this week. You know, I if it wasn't Houston, then maybe I'd be looking at you know, playing both tight yeah. ends instead, you know. And 
that's uh it, it's crazy where we've gone with DK Metcalf. Uh, the Seahawks as a whole are gonna blow up this organization. Um, you know, figuratively, not literally. Uh, in uh, in the off season, where uh, DK will more than likely be you know, be thrown to by a new quarterback. Not sure where that quarterback's gonna come from. Um, but you know, if I were the Seahawks, um, I would maybe start fielding offers for DK. I'm not going I, to I, lie. And I think that'd be best for both organizations. Um, you know, I think I don't, I don't follow, you know, the off field stuff a lot, but it does seem that DK is mm-hmm. very involved in social media. He's, you know, kind of not, not, I'm not the type of person who says, Oh, distraction, this distraction, that, but like just somebody who is. Right. Somebody who is being distracted by Vocal. the social media, you know, not necessarily that he is the distraction, but that mm-hmm. he is distracted by the fan base or the media sure. or whatever it might be. Maybe a new team is good for him. Uh, you know, a fresh start, kind of the ability to prove himself again and um, kind yeah. of a blank slate would be good for him because he kind of already did that in the first season coming in where he's like, you know, everybody doubted me at the draft. Everybody said I was too big or too, what you know, or I wasn't. I wasn't going to be the guy I was in college. And, you know, he, I think he proved him wrong for the most part, but now it's just kind of something's not, something's off and it might be good for the organization and for DK to kind of move on and, and see what they can find. Yeah. Going into a contract year next year, year four, uh, he was a second round pick, so they don't have that fifth year option on the table for him. So, uh, you know, if I were the Seahawks organization, you know, sell high is not a, uh, bad way to look yeah. at this thing and kind of recoup some of the gra- draft picks they sent over to uh, the Jets, right. you know, in the last few years. Alright, cool. Um, anything else? Robbie, you have any questions on this guy's roster? Eight and five, though. Dude, um, you're hanging in there. It was, it's, you know? a, it's a U-curve, you know? <laughs> like, it's like, week weeks one. I don't know why, why Dalton told you this, but I, like, last week was my first win in, like, five weeks. So he, he said, yeah, Dalton said you were doing good. I'm like, I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know about all that, right? Um, yeah, I mean, props all you got to do is get in. I mean, that's that tells a lot about the kind of, probably the management you had to do, because... The other DKs I see are, are just not not. For- <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, I knew you were gonna say <laughs> no, that. <laughs> we got a guy behind uh, like um, most points, but like borderline in the playoffs, you know. And if you're eight, he's like six, and I forget, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's like borderline in the playoffs. Whereas eight and five sounds like you're pretty safe. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm safe, and. Dalton won last week, so I don't have. To, so even if I lose to him in the final week, I don't have to do the hot wing challenge. Very excited about that. That's all I cared about yeah. last week. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I'm looking at your your points for points against here. Eleven fifty four four and eleven thirty nine against, and you are really just I sneaking am by, by here, um, just being positive. Hey, uh, again, all you gotta do is get in. How many people get into your uh, into your playoffs? I teams? think we've got maybe it might be an eight eight team. Yeah, it's an eight team. Okay, I think. Okay, so that's uh, that's, that's pretty pretty large, I'd say for you know for a twelve team format. Um, but again, it's uh, I think you're absolutely right. No, like it. Anything can happen. Uh, you do have good matchups. You got a wild card game, and then uh, six. You got a wild card game, and then uh, four of the actual playoff games. I think. I don't know. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just sitting here trying to make it. <laughs> you, you were you were you were a seller. You were a seller at the deadline. You had no idea that you'd be in this I, position. <laughs> I, I knew I would probably wind up making the playoffs, but I was just like, I don't even care. Like mm-hmm. I because. At the time, Burke's team was so dominant that I was like, I'd rather just get draft picks for next mm-hmm. year. But, right. No, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Makes makes sense. Makes sense. Um, well, uh, definitely good up. Good luck to you. Um, I'm going to come back to you in a second. But before we go on to uh, Robbie's team here, I do want to say, um, if you do like the Ziggy and Steel show, Part of the Oak Boys Podcast Network. Please go find us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your spot, 
wherever you get your podcasts. Um, give it a like, hit subscribe, and check us out. You might learn a thing or two about fantasy football, or or not. I mean, we're we're kind of help, we're kind of into you know help you stay out of last. I think that's the goal for everybody every year. You know, if we win, it's nice, but you gotta stay out of last place, and not do any of the hot wings challenges or uh, or the beer miles or retaking the ACT or any things like that. So, uh, yeah, please check us out. Again, um, Ziggy and Steel Show, uh, part of the Old Boys Podcast Network, wherever you find your streaming. Now, let's get to the boy here. We, I'm in a league here with, uh, called the League of Degenerates. It's a 12-team, full-point PPR. Um. I will ask, let me ask you this, Tommy. Uh, Robbie's team is, it's a good, it's a good team. Uh, And over the years, you know, uh, you tell me what is the better success here. Uh, Robbie, about four years ago, went undefeated and won his championship game by one point. So to complete an undefeated season or... Yours truly, Ziggy over here, went to three straight finals and just lost in the final to to uh, narrowly lose out on a three-peat. Okay. Now, okay, so you had two you Barely had two wins. Barely lose out on a three-peat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Barely lost out on a three-peat. These, these are three Super Bowl losses in a row or two wins and then – Two win, two first wins of, in a loss. Okay. Um, you know, if we were talking about NFL, I would say undefeated season. But since we're talking about a fantasy league, I think I got to go with the two and two and one, just because you know that that's just numbers numbers talking at that point. But um, <laughs> if you told me that you know you did a complete sell off and then wound up winning, that right there is the, is the. I think my my favorite success <laughs> that I've ever seen in fantasy. Somebody who completely overhauls their team, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, now they're a force. Everyone snaps off. Yeah. Um, well, let's see what happens um, in our league because it is very tight in the middle. Um, there are a couple dominant teams up top, and then there's there's Robbie who is just hanging in. In the third, in the third spot, just chilling, scoring healthy, healthy points um, each and every week. Uh, Robbie, talk to me about, you know, what what was your draft position on draft night? You know, first couple yeah. of picks. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, kick it off. Twelfth pick. So I was feeling pretty good about the last pick. I did a couple mock drafts and was kind of seeing who was falling and. I think there were some, uh, what we like to call reach, reaching. Picks that I was super surprised with. And I felt like I had probably the easiest draft I've ever had in the last couple of years. I mean, just guys that you didn't have to think about uh, with the first and second was um, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler. I mean, like I kind of already had, you know, there was always the strategy about, <clears throat> you know, wide receiver, wide receiver, you know, but, and then, you know, you can kind of get those late round running backs, but I think just kind of sticking to the, I think the old timer, just doing the running back thing, uh, old faithful, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, really boded well. So I got that, I got them and then, um, who else? And then I came around third and fourth. It was, uh, Chris Godwin and, uh, Amari Cooper. So I think I hit on three out of four. So, yeah, it felt really good. I mean, that, like I said, I think with those four guys, I was able to, like, build a good team around that and kind of pick up some other guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for some late rounders, uh, Tyler Higby, Bust, um, Cole Beasley, who kind of has his games here and there. And, um, yeah, that was, like, really about – I mean, I – and again, yeah, it wasn't really. Oh, and then I got um, uh, Miles Gaskin. He was my he was my guy. 
the uh, the infamous uh, three number one RBs comments will forever live in infamy in that chat. But you're uh, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, really getting Miles Gaston in the fifth, I believe that's where you got him, was good value. Um, you had ended up dropping him and <laughs> paying up the woo to get him right back with uh, with your fab budget. I think you spent about $75 on yep. him to get him right back. Um, I did put in the claim. Uh, I won't tell you how much, but uh, there was just no way I was going to top, uh, top what you put in to get your guy back. Definitely has worked out for you, uh, having him – you know, to kind of play around between him and Brandon Cooks. Um, I think Brandon Cooks is another guy that, you know, we talked about, Steele and I talked about in uh, the ZNS sessions preseason about, uh, you know, his production and how he is going to, you know, be a top 15, top 20 receiver this year, at least until he, uh, you know, until Houston ends up trading him at the deadline. But that didn't happen uh, per Brandon Cooks' wishes. But, I, I do think that, you know, having a guy like him, getting a guy like Antonio Brown, who, you know, exploded out of the gates the first three weeks or six weeks, I'd say, and then uh, got injured. And, you know, now he's probably not going to play again this year. But, uh, you know, I do like how you built your team. I know Russ is a little bit of a question mark, um, kind of along the same lines with DK. Uh, you know, Russ is just... Simply put, he came back way too early from his hand injury, especially on his throwing throwing hand. Um, and so I think that that whole Seattle offense has suffered because of that. Um, so you tell tell me, um, who was kind of a late round sleeper pick that you were high on? Like I said, I know I did mention AB, Brandon Cooks, um, any yeah, other guys? Yeah, definitely Tyler Higby. I thought he was really going to perform – with that new, you know, just like new quarterback. Um, you know, I just thought, I thought maybe he was going to be able to get some of those, like, I don't know. I just thought he was going to perform as a, as more of like a top 10 type of tight end. And he never really, I don't know. He's just never established. I don't know. I just never seen, you know, I never saw any really production. I really struggled to find a tight end for a long time. And uh, I don't, you're, you might get into this, but more or less that was kind of the, the savior was was uh, you dropped Dawson Knox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And uh, I picked him off, and man, he's just like it was so nice to just be able to plug in a, a tight end and just not have to worry about him. And he went through a little injury, and I had to plug Tyler back in there, and in hopes. Um, I had Coughlin in there for a little bit too. Um, who now is kind of coming into his own, it seems now, especially with um, uh, with Adam Thielen getting an injury. I can see maybe um, mm-hmm. maybe getting some more targets. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, ironically, these were the two tight ends that I drafted, uh, Dawson Knox and Tyler Conklin, and uh, ended up bailing on both of them clearly. Um, and now he does end up on a roster that is heading to the playoffs. So that's just kind of how, you know, the cookie crumbles, um, <laughs> so to speak. But yeah, I mean, it's it's no coincidence that both of you guys do have Dawson Knox on your team and are performing pretty well, especially in PPR formats. I mean, when they score, it's an abs- it's a league winning, it's a week winning week. So I think that's uh that's that's really good uh, scouting um, on both of your guys' parts, um, and you know maybe I should just hold on to my players and be a little little more patient. But uh, you know that's not me. Can I, I mix ask and match you, a lot. What was so. your process for that? Like, what made you think? Like, who did you? What was that exchange or transaction? What? So what happened? Um, I believe Knox got hurt, and I had traded mm. for Logan Thomas, and I thought I was I thought I was okay. Um, and then Logan had a, a good game the mm. first game I started him. Um, and so then I was comfortable dropping him. Then the next week he got hurt. So uh, that's what happened. I held Logan Thomas pretty much throughout the entire season, played him on Sunday, and he got me the points I needed before he got hurt again. So uh, that's kind of where I was there. Um, I think it's just tight ends. I think you really do have to be a little bit more patient. Uh, throughout the season more than other 
other um other positions. I think you'd be a little more ruthless, but with tight end, especially if you kind of really like a guy, then uh, you know, kind of go through yeah. the ups and downs with him. And I've done that. I've done that a few times. I had uh, Dan Arnold for a bit, let him go. Uh, you know, so I've kind of settled it in now on Pat Fryermuth, um, and so that's uh, that's where I'm at now. But yeah, I think you got to be a little bit more patient on tight ends, um, and yeah, you just really hopping on those and kind of completing your roster around the four studs that you had talked about has really uh, helped you kind of solidify your spot in the playoffs. Um, anybody who's like, I know, like you said, uh, Higby was really disappointed. Was there any free agent moves that outside of the tight ends do you think were really key to you being like, here? Like that helped me kind of get to where I needed to be thing or? Um, yeah. Let me see here. Uh, free agent. Um, I mean, hmm. Let me see. I mean, honestly, I have to say I, I've kind of, I've always kind of had uh, something in place for the, uh, for, I, I haven't really had a ton of injuries. Um, I haven't had to make like a ton of moves. And then the move that I made, I literally just like, I just like cashed out on Miles Gaskin. Um, knowing, I just knew in my heart that if I did not pick him back up, that it was going to, that something, it would just really kind of like tear down my team, especially now with Aaron Jones going down. I really needed that, right? I just, I think what Tommy brought up earlier is just like, you look around, you're like, what running back am I going to pick up? Like, who who's going to pick up, like, what kind of value am I going to get out of anybody besides Miles Gaskin? Nobody. Like, no one's going to give me that much value on that. And so making the mistake and just kind of like, yeah, that's my one big move. Um so I haven't really had to make a ton after that. I mean, kickers here and there, but I'm actually at the top of the end of kicker. I think I think you're missing you're missing a big one. Um, I'd say Carson Wentz oh, yeah, really helps you out in 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 the uh, in the absence <laughs> of Russell Wilson and not him playing well. Um, Carson since October, I think he's like the QB four or five. So he's been absolutely on fire after week five, um, given the schedule. And how it kind of timed up well with Russ getting hurt and missing a month and not playing well since coming back from the injury. Yeah, go ahead. Talk to me about uh, Carson Wentz and what he's kind of done yeah, for your roster. I mean, I think you kind of covered it, dude. It's just like he kind of came in and just he's been performing. Um, Michael Pittman, I mean, dude, he's just been dud and just been yeah. fun to watch and yeah, I'm happy for Carson, dude. It's like, it seems like he's kind of finally found his groove. And uh, yeah, he's come through big for me. And yeah, not, a, I mean, I think he had like one bad game. And then I like threw Russell back in there and Russell put up a dot. And now, now it makes you think like, you know, who like, I don't know, who do I pick between, you know, Carson and, and Russell. So I don't know, maybe stay with a hot hand going forward. But you like, you just, you feel comfortable with yeah. us, you know, you're just like, ah, this guy's old faithful. But... Right. But it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you're in essentially a four game season or a three yeah. game season at this point. So it's like, you just got to look at how can you win in week 15, 16 and 17, uh, week by week, no matter what happened previously. Um, I, I will also say I'm happy for Carson Wentz as well, because, with the game that he played last week, started and finished, he has now reached over 75% of the snaps for the Colts this season, at least 75%. And that means that their first-round pick uh, belongs to the Eagles. And so um, that was one of the conditions of the trade. And now, um, you know, the conditional second has been confirmed as a first-round pick. Um, coming over to Philly. So uh, thank you, Carson Wentz, for still uh, helping out the Eagles even uh, after your, you know, untimely and you know, terrible, terrible way that you got out of the city. But I'm not going to get into that. Uh, we're going to leave that let one me, let me get some. Let me get some advice from you then. Can I get some advice from, from, okay. from, the, from the host? <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right, so... Knowing that we got, I got Russell and Carson. You got Russell going against in round one against the Rams. 
or mm. Carson Wentz against New England. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's round one, man. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's round one. You'll probably be playing the uh, the sixth seed, I believe, at that time. Um, and so Which is tough. Most we, points scored. It's like, you know, these guys come into that sixth spot. It's like... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, uh, Tommy, uh, one of the changes that we made this year was that first five teams are in and the sixth spot is a sort of a wild card uh, for whoever has the most points scored, uh, regardless of record. So, um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's made it a lot more interesting um, just to make sure, because, you know, you know, sometimes you're, you can be the second highest scorer and, and lose, you know, to the highest scorer like three times. So um, that's, uh, so yeah, so we changed that up. I think it's uh, worked out pretty well um, for us. Um, in terms of your question, Robbie, um, I could very well be the sixth seed. Oh. Um, and so I'm just going to tell oh. you to sit them both. <laughs> um, but I think at that point, I think you got to go with Russ. I don't, I don't. I'm not playing anybody against this New England defense right now, man. Yeah. Like, you know, it's there. There's there's something serious going on up there in Foxborough. So, um, I especially coming off a of bye. Um, oh no, excuse me, because it's um, oh yeah, is it week week 15, right? Round one, yeah. So coming off a of bye, they have two weeks to prepare for for Indy here. Um, you know, also Indy's going to have two weeks to prepare too. So. We'll see what happens there, but um, I'm going to trust Bill Belichick in shutting down this offense for the most part, um, outside of Jonathan Taylor because he just can't be shut down. Um, but so I think I'd go Russ, someone that kind of knows the Rams a little bit more, has played against them, you know, throughout his career. Um, I think the only drawback is how Russ has been playing, plus the division game. Yeah. So that's uh, you're going to have two weeks to kind of sit on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's that's my thought. I'd go Russell very very narrowly. No, I'm a, I'm in the same boat. I, this could just be me being a little too optimistic yeah. and hopeful for I was gonna a DK that, yeah. resurgence, but like I, I just feel like the Seahawks might start becoming who they were, you know, from from the beginning. But um, again, you know, I mean, you never know with this season because it's just been so up and down. So, but at the at the end of the day, I'm with I'm with Bernard on this one, where it's just like that New England defense. I don't even want to. I don't. I don't want to get even close to it. No, 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 not not right now. Awesome. So, yeah, Robbie, you are eight and five again, third place. Both of you guys are in third place here. Both of you guys are eight and five. Uh, just. What are you doing in week 14 here? Um, can you move around seating or is it just kind of a let's, uh, you know, waivers are going to be running tonight slash tomorrow. So uh, are we starting to, you know, cut some dead weight here and get ready for a playoff run? Uh, I know you both are in two separate or uh, different situations. Uh, Tommy being a dynasty, dynasty league player here. So, um, yeah, what are you, what are you guys thinking uh, in terms of preparation here? Um, and honestly, as far as I'm concerned at this point, like I'm really just hoping that the guys that I rely on are going to be moving mm-hmm. forward. I, I've had some good, you know, are going to be like performing and doing better than they have been. Um, you know, I'm, I've got some guys, I got like Jarvis Landry out there who, you know, could have big games coming up. So, you know, that's kind of a wild card. Maybe I start him if, if there's a bad matchup, but as far as the waivers go, um, I, I've, I'm the type of guy who pays attention to the matchups more than I pay attention to, you know, the season's performance. Not that I don't, but that, you know, I at this point in the game, like, you're almost playing against yourself than you are somebody else. You know, you're making sure that you're making the right coaching calls and then just hoping for the best, you know, that hoping that the guys, you put the guys that you ought to have put in and hope that they actually perform the way you need them to perform. But as far as our waivers are concerned, I mean, we got 12 guys who with no life who all are just on waivers <laughs> before I am. So I never get waiver picks. Um, so I, I'm just I'm just sitting here like, you know, 
let's uh let's grip it and rip it and see what we can do with the team as it is let's grip it and rip it i like that let the uh, fantasy gods take the wheel um exactly Robbie, same question um anything i know you're already looking forward to uh or looking ahead to your quarterback matchup in two weeks. Um, any other, any kind of dead weight you're going to uh, drop for your roster? Um, no, I don't think dead weight. Um, I think, yeah, just kind of like, it's always good to just get out on that like week two, week three, and kind of mm-hmm. look at some of those matchups and see, you know, who needs to kind of like be moved around. Um I know my my round one. I mean, I love like every single matchup. I got um, what is it? Round one. I got um, let's see here. Um, round round one. I have uh, Gaskin against the Jets, Eckler against the Chiefs, Cooper against the Giants, Godwin against New Orleans, Cardinals against Detroit. I mean. Like, I feel pretty good about that round. Um, so I might, you know, tonight look and see if there's some, you know. I I was really trying to target some Dolphins going into the – their um, their playoff schedule looks pretty pretty good. And I really was looking for, uh, for Waddle uh, to pick him up kind of a couple weeks ago. But I, I can't remember who has him. But <laughs> I, I was really – Yeah. Him, but – yeah. Um, no, I think, uh, yeah, looking at playoff schedules, definitely uh, a way to go about it. Um, but it does sound like you're in a pretty good spot, especially for round one, um, you know, with outside of the quarterback decision you have to make. Hopefully the rest of your team can kind of pick you, pick up the slack. Um, you know, I think you're really just hoping, you know, for no injuries this week, mm-hmm. um, just so you can come in with the full roster and uh, just get ready to go. Yeah. All right. So... For, for Tommy with the waiver wire, do you guys, is it like position, like based on like who's won, who's lost, and then you guys kind of get put in order like that? Yeah, I can't remember exactly how it works. I, I'm not sure if it's a weekly thing or if it's a season-wide thing. Like if, you know, even if you have a awful week, if you're still in first right. place, you're last. I think, that, I think that's how it is. It's for our league is, you know, whoever's in first has last position, whoever's in last has first position. And so for a lot of the times, you know, I was down in, you know, right. Ninth, ninth to, to whatever. So it was like, I would, I would throw those, those transactions out there and hope that somebody caught somebody sleeping, but never got it. Like most of the guys that I want, I never got my first choice. So I've kind of adjusted that way and now like i'm looking at how you're looking at it where i'm like all right who's got a good matchup during these weeks and are there any players out there that might be poised to get more targets or touches than they usually do that's very very true nice nice all right well thank you guys um for sharing your rosters with with me and the listeners here um i do want to quickly touch on um steel and eyes rosters um in this in these same leagues so um, i'll kick it off uh, my my team kenosha county greens um six and seven here hanging on fifth place but i am scoring a lot of points so i feel pretty comfortable um i am playing against the one seed uh you know this week so we'll see what happens but uh, i think i just got to put up some uh, decent points and i'll get in um, I do have some pending moves here that I'm just going to leave alone. I'm not gonna <laughs> put there for Robbie to look at, but uh, I don't have um, any money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you you are you are done. That's right. You uh, you emptied out the wall pretty early. Scraps. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, you can see uh, with my roster uh, again. Nick Chubb was my first pick. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, who's been you know disappointing. He's been mm-hmm. Getting a lot of touchdowns, but uh, he's regressed in terms of target share. Um, and, uh, you know, Debo Samuel was a guy that I really liked coming into the season, and especially at the price point. Um, so I was able to pick him up, and him and Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro and Pat Fryermuth were two guys that were bi-week casualties who are now staples in my, in my, uh, in my lineup. Um, what has killed me was my third and fourth round picks, and that was Gus Edwards and Robert Woods. 
Um, both of them are not playing again this season. And so uh, I definitely have to scramble there. Um, I, you know, I did not start off well, but I definitely bounced back over the last few weeks. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm hoping to upset the one seed and kind of rattle the rattle the playoffs here, playoff bracket going into the playoffs, just so uh, you guys can, you know, remember who I am, I guess you could say. Uh, for Steele's team here, he's 4-9 in, in the same league as Tommy. Um, his points for, though, only 50 points lower than, than Tommy's. And so that just shows the margins, you know, that come with this game here where, you know, Tommy has a whole four-game lead over, over Dalton and, you know, their points for is not that much different. Um, he has Lamar Jackson, David Montgomery. Um, he looks like he has Alexander Madison and Antonio Gibson, who is his boy. He will tell you that forever. Um, Tyler Bass, also his boy. Um, but, uh, yeah, from there, roster is looking pretty bare with, uh, Chase Claypool and, you know, Brandon Ayuk is really being his two, two starting receivers, you know, and, you know, he went young with Devontae Smith as well. So, um, I know I, I like... Like the young guys, um, but sometimes it doesn't translate to fantasy as we all like. Um, just ask uh, Billy Sangbush about that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think his team has suffered because of that. You know, I know, uh, you know, he, he's going to have some, some things to do um, going into the offseason. But I'm sure we will definitely argue about the moves that he could make um, in length. All right. So, boys, this is great. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Um, Thank you, man. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I I will say, is there uh, anything that you guys uh, want to give a shout out to? Tommy, I'll let you go first and then Robbie, you can follow. Uh, Yeah. You know, I guess I'll just shout out Dalton on the birth (laughs) of his child. You know, he just had it the other day, and everybody's safe. Everybody's happy and healthy. So, shout out Dalton for that, man. <laughs> Daddy D. Daddy D with young Dustin. Um, definitely. I'm glad that they are doing doing well, which is, you know, kind of why that why he's not here today. Um, and I'll be taking over, I guess, the next few episodes here while he catches up on some sleep. Um, Robbie, how about you, man? Anything you want to tell people? White Cap Nation, bro. That's right. Nightcap Nation forever. Yes. Throw up the WC, baby. Yeah. Throw it up. Throw it up. Uh, <laughs> so that is an awesome. Trey sent, Trey sent me a picture last week of uh, me, him, and Trey. Oh, Jordan God. Hanging out dude, talk about, oh, my God, early 2000s throwback right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a perfect perfect way to end this uh end this pod guys uh again if you like the ziggy and steel show please check us out um part of the old boys podcast network on spotify apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts for the new dad mr steel who is not here shout out and for ziggy we will talk to y'all later peace out peace